and we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the College Football Betting Pick Show for Saturday, October 31st, 2020. Look, this whole live thing is pretty new to me. I did my waiver show live the other day. I'm still trying to figure out the technology of it. This is all experimental this week. But right now, we're going to talk about college football betting picks. I do this every week, every Friday. So be sure to tune into that every Friday. Now, before we get started, just want to talk a little bit about how I did last week. So we had a decent week last week. We started off well. We won the Ohio State spread pick. We won Kansas State. And then we pushed Oklahoma State. Now, depending on whether or not you had two and a half or three, you could have won that. I had three, so I pushed. Then we lost Iowa, lost Miami, and lost the long shot money line parlay. So the long shot money line parlay, I also bet some money lines there. Didn't go too well. The parlay actually went 0 for 3. So we don't have a long shot money line parlay this week. We will have some in the future. This week, we have four regular spread picks and one money line pick. And then that's all we have for this week. But let's get right to it. But first, before I get right to it, want to remind you that if you are not following me already, you could follow me on Twitter at sports underscore bird. You can like, you can subscribe to this channel if you aren't already. Also, be sure to smash the like button on this video if you haven't already. It really helps me out. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Sports Bird Podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and yeah, that would really help me out. Even leave a rating or, or review while you're at it as well. But Let's hop right into it. So this is the first time ever since I've started the college football spread picks that I have a Friday night pick that we're going to talk about. So the first game that we have here. So again, bear with me trying to figure out all the technology while I'm doing this live. Um, so got to get this these graphics up here. So we have. Our first game, we have the Maryland Terrapins versus the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Minnesota is favored by 20 points in this game. So Minnesota was pretty hyped up going into this season. They were a popular pick to win the Big Ten West. I picked them last week in my long shot money line parlay. They were returning quarterback Tanner Morgan, returning wide receiver Rashad Bateman, who originally entered the NFL draft and opted out and then came back once Minnesota decided that you know, once Minnesota came back and the Big Ten decided they were going to play. But I had them in my parlay last week. I had the money line straight up. They got absolutely killed. It was a reality check for Minnesota. They lost the game 49-24 to at home against Michigan. However, it was ugly. But I think that if you're a team that struggled in your first game, the ideal game coming back the next week is against a team that cannot play. And that team is Maryland. If there's one team that looked worse than Minnesota last week, it was Maryland. Maryland got absolutely blown out by Northwestern last week. Now Northwestern, I'm pretty sure they only won one or two games last year, or maybe three. They were absolutely brutal this year. Northwestern comes and blows out Maryland the first game of the year, 43 to three. So 43 points. Northwestern has a new quarterback that they got a transfer from Indiana, Hayden Ramsey. So Maryland also has a new quarterback, actually. It's actually to his brother, Talia Tagavailo, and he looked atrocious last week, completed 15 of his 24 passes, 94 yards, and three interceptions. Maryland only had 207 yards in the game. But my take on this game, if Northwestern can beat Maryland by 40 points, 
I trust Minnesota to cover 20 here. And as a result, I like a blowout here Friday night in College Park. I'm picking Minnesota minus 20 in this game. So we, you know, we got to gotta try to figure out these graphics here. But usually I have the green glow for the pick I like. There we go. Anyway, to move on, we are now moving on to the Big 12 where we have Kansas versus Iowa State. Okay, Kansas is an absolute disaster this year, but before I get into them and their and how bad they really are, first let's talk about Iowa State. Iowa State ranked number 23 in the nation coming in, favored by 28.5 in this game. Now, props to Iowa State. They're playing some good football since they got absolutely blown out. Uh, I, I shouldn't say blown out, but they got ha- they got manhandled at home against Louisiana to open the season, uh, first week of the season. But ever since then, they've been playing very, very good football. They beat TCU, they beat Oklahoma, and they beat Texas Tech. Um, and then last week, I picked Oklahoma State against them minus three. They did lose that game by three points. But I why I consider Oklahoma State to be head over heels above the rest of the Big 12 right now. So the fact that Iowa State was able to keep that one close and play a competitive game, good for them. They're playing good football right now. Kansas has been the worst Power 5 team in the entire country. It's been absolutely brutal um, just week by week. Again, I did this last week. I'm going to read off their results thus far. So first game of the year at home, they played against Coastal Carolina. They lost 38-23. to Next game, they lost 47-14 to Baylor on the road. Then they lost 47-7 to to Oklahoma State at home. They lost the next week. 38 to 17 to West Virginia on the road. And then last week when I bet on Kansas state to cover the spread, Kansas lost them 55 to 14 on the road. I'm just going to fade Kansas every single week until Vegas starts to respect more how bad Kansas really is. Iowa state, probably a top three team in the big 12 right now. I think they handle Kansas state. uh, I think they handle Kansas by more than four touchdowns. So I think they cover ultimately, and I'm going with the Iowa State Cyclones in this game to cover against Kansas. Again, sorry about the quality. Um, just trying things out for the first time here, seeing if things work. So just bear with me while I try to deal with all the technological factors that go into doing this live stream. Next week, we will probably be with a pre-recorded video that's posted on Friday. But this week, I wanted to change things up. I want to experiment a little bit. So we decided to go live. But moving on to our next pick that we are going to talk about are the matchup we have is the West Virginia Mountaineers, uh, Mountaineers, I should say against the Kansas state Wildcats. So West Virginia favored by three and a half at home in this game. Now, Kansas state is a team that's gotten absolutely no respect from Vegas all year. And I've taken advantage of it. I bet them against TCU earlier in the season. Um, as a 10 point underdog approximately, I think I got them at 11 and then I got them at nine. But I bet them also last week they were only favored by 19 and a half as a ranked team at home against Kansas, the worst power five team, and they win by 41 points. Now they are plus 145 on the money line, plus three and a half against a West Virginia team that's not very good. They're three and two, and they just lost to Texas Tech last week. Now, as we spoke about in previous videos, Kansas State lost their starting quarterback, Skylar Thompson, for the year, but their backup, Will Howard, has done a really, really, really good job filling in. He played great last week against Kansas, and now Kansas State, after losing to Arkansas State in week one, um, Kansas State is 4-0 in the Big 12, so good for them. They're playing great football. I think that Kansas State continues to get disrespected 
It's honestly pretty ridiculous. So I am going with Kansas State on the money line here, plus 145. So again, I'm going to ride with Kansas State until they prove me wrong. They're playing great football right now. I like them to win outright in Morgantown this week. Now, moving on to our next game, we have Virginia at home against North Carolina. North Carolina favored by seven points in this game. I bet against Virginia last week with Miami, and that failed miserably. Miami only won that game 19 to 14. They were about two, they were about two touchdown favorites in that game. But there are things to consider here with Virginia. Virginia is only a one-win team right now. And their defense is absolutely horrific. They allowed 38 points earlier in the season to NC State, 40 points to Wake Forest also a few weeks ago. And I loved UNC going into my into the season. They were my team. Unfortunately, they slipped up and lost to Florida State a few weeks ago. Um, but honestly, I think it was just a slip up. This has been a weird season. Uh, UNC has had breaks because of COVID problems, um, not necessarily on their team, but on other teams. Um, the schedule has been weird. We've been seeing weird, res- weird results. Now, the reality is, is that this UNC offense is extremely high-powered. They have future first-round picks, Sam Howell at quarterback, as well as running back Javante Williams, who had 160 yards and three touchdowns on only 19 carries last week. They also have electric wide receivers in Diami Brown and Daz Newsom, both upper class and both veterans who have been there for a while and have been producing high numbers. Now, you Virginia, as I mentioned, the defense is really bad. Virginia is allowing 286 passing yards per game. And they are also allowing 31.6 points per game. And as a result, I think UNC's offense takes complete advantage of Virginia. And they're going to put, they could put up 50 in this game. I truly believe that. But I think they put up around 45 or 50. I don't think Virginia's offense is good enough to keep up with UNC. And as a result, I think the UNC Tar Heels come out and cover on the road against Virginia. They're only favored by a touchdown. I think that they could easily cover by more, cover, cover that spread. So now we have the main event that I have been waiting to talk about here. Look, I, I may sp- I may spend 10 minutes alone talking about this game right here, but we have in Happy Valley, we have Penn State number 18 in the country against number three, Ohio State. Ohio State favored by 12 and a half in this game. Now, as I've been saying all year, I've been looking forward to Penn State football coming back. I went to Penn State. I'm an alumni. I am a diehard Penn State football fan. And let's just say that last week was probably up there with the worst law with among the worst losses I've ever taken as a Penn State fan. I mean, there are just so many things that happened in that game that were just absurd. Um, obviously the 36 to 35 loss to Indiana in hometown. Uh, in 36, 36 to 35 loss to Indiana in overtime, I should say. But before we get into Penn State. I would love to get into Ohio State. Now, Ohio State came into the season pretty much favorites to go to the college football playoffs for sure. Um, Buckeyes started slow at home last week against Nebraska. You know, it was 14 to 14 at a point in the first half, but they just poured it on at the end of the second half, at the end of the first half through the rest of the game, ended up winning 52 to 27, uh, 52 to 17, covered that spread easily. Justin Fields, probably going to be a top five pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Looked insane, 20 for 21 passing, 276 yards and two touchdowns. Also 15 carries for 54 yards and a touchdown rushing. Now the wide receivers are also a major strength for Ohio State. Garrett Wilson, 
as expected, seven catches, 129 yards and a touchdown last week. And Chris Olave, six for 104. Now Olave did go down with an injury in that game. So just keep, you know, they, they, we are monitoring whether he's going to play on Saturday night. Um, from everything I've read, it seems like he probably will, but I know Ryan day said that he will mention that he will discuss his status tomorrow. We don't really know, but I want to move to Penn state. As I mentioned, they lost to Indiana in overtime. Now Indiana is a good team this year, but there were probably 20 things that needed to happen in order for Penn state to lose this game. And every single one of them happened. First of all, Penn state could have slid down on their own one yard line and won the game easily 21 to 20. Unfortunately, they ran into the end zone, they scored, and then Indiana drove the entire field, tied up the game, put it into overtime where there was a bad call, which ultimately cost Penn State the football game. But there were so many other things aside from the bad call that you could point to. Obviously, not sliding down at the one is one of them, but also Penn State had two turnovers in their own territory, which led to two short Indiana drives for touchdowns. One was like a four-yard drive, the other was like a 30-yard drive. Now, Penn State is not a team that typically turns the ball over a lot. So this was something that was a little bit abnormal for them. In addition, Indiana, other than this last drive where they drove the whole field and those two short drives, they only, so the, I should say the end, the end of the game was really the only time they drove the full field to score. Every time, every other time was short drives. As So what I mean by that is that Penn State, Penn State's defense really, really played a good game. It doesn't show because they did allow 36 points, but Penn State defense was very good in this game. They only allowed 41 rushing yards and only 211 total yards of offense to Indiana. So in addition, I look at the offensive side of the ball for Penn State here. Penn State completely destroyed Indiana in time of possession and also destroyed Indiana in terms of total yards. Penn State had the, had in the high 400s for yardage. Indiana, as I mentioned, was at 211. So they destroyed them by over 250 there. Also, Penn State had a, had over 40 minutes of possession where Indiana had under 20. So pretty much outpossessed them completely. And look, Penn State should have won this football game. There's no doubt about that. I just don't think, and, oh, and how could I not mention that Penn State also missed a 25-yard field goal and a field goal that was in the mid-40s, but that could have been the difference in this game. Now, talking about this game, Penn State versus Ohio State, I just don't think that Penn State is going to have that many mistakes in a game. Again, as I mentioned before, Penn State with this new offensive coordinator, Kirk, Sirac Kirk, Sir Kirk Siraka from Minnesota, he likes to play the time of possession game. Now, I would not have played the time of possession game against Indiana, a team that Penn State was pretty superior to in terms of talent. But against Ohio State, time of possession could work. I think this game is close. It's close every single year. Last year was an 11-point game. The year before, one-point game. The year before that, also a one-point game. I think Penn State covers this spread at home. I don't think Penn State ultimately wins the game, but I do expect it to be within 7 to 10 points for sure, if not closer than that. And I think that this is a spread that could move as we get closer to the game. I would not be surprised if it gets up to 13 or 13 and a half points. It's been moving back and forth all week. So I am rolling with the Nittany Lions. I'm rolling with Penn State. I am praying that I do not get my heart broken once again for the second straight week, but I really do like Penn State to cover the spread in this game. So that's a wrap for this week's college football betting pick show. I do apologize for some so for for possible technical issues here. Um, this is my first time doing the college football show live, which was a little bit different than my waiver wire show. The waiver wire show is one that's a lot easier to do live than the college football show with all the graphics that I do here. Um, but this is a one week thing. I am going to go back to normal and do pre recorded stuff next week. This was just a complete experiment, but 
If you haven't already, be sure to smash the like button on this video. It really helps me out. Be sure to comment which picks you agree with, which picks you disagree with, and other picks that I did not talk about today that you really like this week as well. Be sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel. It really helps me out. Be sure to subscribe to the Sportsbird Podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. And in addition, tomorrow on Sal Vetri's YouTube channel, um, I have a NFL player prop show that will be released at noon. So be sure to check that out as well. Goodbye, everyone, and good luck with your gambling this week.